It's the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast with your host, Paula Price, taking on the issues, representing Jesus Christ, unapologetically truthful, taking on popular opinion, and now your host, Paula Price. story. And one of the things that I have learned uh, over the years is that if you don't tell your story, someone else will tell it wrong. And so my story has been told from a whole lot of things. She's callous, she's cold, she's this, she's that. And so I want you to hear me. When Jesus hit the planet, according to Matthew 5, he hit the planet. He said his campaign was launched with, you have heard it was said, but I say, I'm going to tell you the Paula Price story. And before I get into it, in my book, the uh, uh, my book, Prophetic Assessment, and they'll show it to you on the screen, chapter two gives you a brief synopsis of how God ordained me to do what I'm doing when I was 12 years old. And it recounts uh, my visitation, and I'm looking out the window, at my childhood, how turbulent it was, all to get me to this point. So if you don't have it yet, Assessing your prophetic self, you need to get that, and they'll tell you where to get it. But let's talk about my story. We, we talked about it being young. Well, my first thing you should know is my background. I'm the eldest of six children. My mom had me at 16. My dad had me. They were 19, uh, 16 and 19 years old. We, I was born in Newark, New Jersey, in a hospital that no longer exists, and a very turbulent upbringing. My mom's mom died uh, when she was 12, she actually, and up until that point, she was violently um, chasing because then that time you didn't chasing your kid, you kind of crucified him. She had horrible, horrible lashes, etc. And I'm giving you this because that was the bedrock, the foundation of her child rearing. You didn't like your kids back then. They were nuisance. Uh, again, left alone as an orphan, locked in a closet by step parents. So she had a very difficult childhood. My dad, on the other hand, was not much different. He was a Golden Globes um, champion Buffalo, had to flee because of some sort of crazy. But they meet and they produce six wonderful children through a lot of upheaval. Because during that time, upheaval was the big deal. And so we moved all the time. You know, we moved every time I turned around. We grew, I grew up in house and apartments, tenements, where people literally were killed outside our windows. You know, the hood didn't just become. We just keep renaming the hostility of neighborhoods that the devil has deemed his places of destruction. And so I remember being a kid watching a man get stabbed to death in a phone book right out of my window. We had this little sleazy bar across the street. That was our nightly entertainment. And that was my childhood. I didn't know any better, but I had a, a, a passion in my heart. And I remember sitting on the step. I had to make money by doing hair. So I would do hair sitting on the steps on the porch of my tenement. At that time, they were tenements. And I would do hair, and all the women would do it. I had a natural knack. At that time, I did not know that I was smart. Because when you're in the hood, nobody tells you you're smart. You might be a smart mouth, but nobody tells you that you're smart. And nobody tells you that that's unique. I remember being fourth grade, and my fourth grade teacher was, um, I had gone to Waverly Avenue Elementary School. And my fourth grade teacher said, now listen, you scored 170 something on this 
uh, on the, the exam. She said, they're not going to tell you. I always remember that. She said, so no matter what they say, you are bright. You're very smart. And they're not going to tell you your score. Now, think about it. I don't know what that means. What do I know about what it means? I'm fourth grade. And I just know things because I know it. And I've always known things and always been able to figure out things and, and always been able to, to separate, fix, repair. I used to repair the, the, the uh, appliances in my house and I just did it because I understood. But nobody found it. For you parents who have brilliant children, don't let the education system snub the brilliance of your child because it did for me. And then, of course, we had the whole alcoholic thing, you know, typical uh, thing, alcoholic thing. My mother was emotionally devastated from what I just said, said to you. You can tell how many times or how much she just hated her life. And she that hatred spilled out on the children that she was so not ready to raise. I get to school. Finally, I get to high school, junior high school, and I'm chased home every day. I understand bully. That's why I can bring you this weight, this gravity of wisdom, because God put me through everything. As he said about Jesus Christ in the book of Hebrews, he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. So I was bullied every day. I was gang jumped all the time. I was thrown through a plate glass with all of that, never understanding why. Why was I targeted? Why was I marked out? A lot of your kids are going through that right now, and they don't know why they are targeted. And as we go through, and I continue to share my story, I'm going to walk you through what made me who I am so that you understand not all of us were born saved. I was Baptist. My mom was actually Catholic. And I used to wonder why she was playing with these beads every day. And until we went to the Baptist church, I did not know she was extremely, extremely distraught and very, very self-destructive simply because when you are treated like that as a child, you think you inherit the obsession that you should get rid of you. And so my mother worked to get rid of her. And at 16, I attempted to get rid of me because as far as I was concerned, something was wrong with me. I shouldn't be on the planet. And especially between the beat ups and whatever, eventually I joined a gang because, you know, I was like, I'm not going to get beat up all the time. And it changed me. That thing changed me. And I became very, very cruel, very, very ruthless and very, very angry. So I, I understand this journey. Can you believe all of that? God uses precursor as preparation to get me here to say, get on the Lord's side. My family wasn't particularly religious, but they were churchy. As a matter of fact, I would have I was in the occult. I was doing all of that kind of thing, um, hanging out with this witch who's going to help me become like her. I had all of these all of these. I call them the, the apostolic prophetic prelims. And every one of you have a story, but you just don't know how the story plugs into your destiny. And many times you don't get that information until later. So by the time I'm in the ninth grade, I remember the woman who bullied me through elementary school and had her friends jump me when I was in the eighth grade. I, I'm, in, I'm in high school now, and I, I actually went to Westside High School. I was there when, the, when our principal was shot in the face and left in the ground. See, that's the, think about that backdrop. And so... She, I'm ninth grade, first day of school. She says to me, you know, Paula, um, you know, nothing changes. And she went to let me know what she was going to do. And she said, and I'll meet you after school. I said, I'll be there. Because I'm going to tell you something, you can only, even America was going to learn, you can only bully a people so much before they rise up. And when they get tired of being terrified, 
They turn on you and their terror is worse than your tyranny. And I'm telling you, so she tells me, I'm going to, um, I'm going to meet you. And I said, I will be there. I was so serious. I will be there. I said, either I'm going to die today or she's going to leave me alone. But I refuse to do four more years with this crazy girl harassing me. This is a great story. So I'm going to end it on this story. I think you'd like to hear it. So we, I, we get out of school and I go right to the meeting place. Everybody's there but her. I said, then I was mad. I was so upset. I was like, I done found this courage. I'm ready to fight. And you're, you're a no-show? Oh, no, I was upset. Well, I waited for her for 30 minutes. Most of the kids eventually went home. She go to um, homeroom the next day, and she says to me, yeah, were you there? I sure was. She said, I didn't come because, yeah, I wasn't serious. I thought to myself, you weren't serious because for the first time, I let you know I'm going to take you out. That was my life. Now, let me tell you how fair God is, because sometimes you just have to know the justice of God. So let me tell you about God. God is so fair. This is what he did. About maybe 12 years later, I meet her again. I'm, I'm going through hard times. We're losing our house. My husband is laid off. We can't find a job. So we're trying to get food for our kids. And she's the welfare woman. She's the woman who's going to take the intake person. And so she, I'm talking to her, telling her who she is. And she said, you went to Westside High? I did. And you went to Madison? I did. She said, yeah. I think I remember, I said, I can't forget you because you made my entire school experience horrible. You bullied me every day. You fought me every day. You got people to beat me up and chase me home every day. And you know what? When I got tired of it, I got tired. Now, here's what happened. I, I, my time is almost up, but I don't want to leave you with this cliffhanger because I might forget to finish it. And so she goes, that worked in our favor. Everything that she could find to do for us, she did. But she finally, at that time, I'm, I'm born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. And, I, and she says to me, pray for me. And I said, what is it? She said, I have cervical cancer. So I prayed for her. And but, it, it, you know, it's really funny. It didn't matter. And so before she died, she said to me, um, Paula, I want to apologize. I don't remember half of that. And I want to apologize for doing that to you. And, and I received that apology because, you know, when you're kids, kids are just mean. That's why you can't tell me that kids are born saved. They too mean to be saved. So um, she said, I, I'm asking your forgiveness. And she did. And she died. And, and I was in the hospital when she was dying. And this is what she said to me. She said, I'm glad I had a chance to close that out. Thank you for listening to this segment of the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast. Be sure and tune in next time for the continuation of this insightful teaching. To obtain resources and training materials for how to think differently and live powerfully, visit Dr. Price's website at drpaulaaprice.com. Also, follow Dr. Price on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Dr. Paula Price. See you next time.